welcome to another episode, I should say episodes, or live on the scene here with Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is my my event of the internet, or I say corner of the internet, as everyone typically sees us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. But we're here live on scene, and I have Michael Mayer of Cartology, right? Cartology. What? Oh, hold on. Cartology, right? What? what no. Television? No, your company. We're introducing you. Oh, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. What's your company? Now I can. Now I can hear you more. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna yell in the mic. Everyone, this is the first time we're doing this on scene. So if you see a lot of weird looks in the background, if you're joining us in on YouTube, I'm gonna throw the link on later. But we're recording this, and uh, this is live. So we're gonna see. Tell us where you're from. You're a friend of the show. Um, but we ran into each other a few hours ago. Yeah, I was just in Cincinnati a couple hours ago. Uh, my name is today? Michael. What? Yeah, I flew in this morning. Okay. Flight was at six. Got in about eight, so I had to get up at about three thirty. And my daughter said, "Hey, will you wake me up before you go?" And my wife was like, night. "My wife was like, no." And I said, "Well, I did it last time when I flew out to. I was just at another show in a Bend, Oregon, um, with Chris McKay. Right. Seller Velocity. Seller Velocity. Yep. And so I woke her up before I left, and she liked that." Um, Helped her not to miss me as much. I'm a, I'm a missable guy, you know? That's what nice. I'm but anyway, my name is Michael Marr, and I run uh, an Amazon agency that is working specifically with brands and just helping them to uh, achieve growth, but also profitability on Amazon. That's awesome. Well, and you've been on Crossover Commerce a couple times, but it's and nice to see people in, in person. We didn't do this live at Prosper for many reasons. Yes, we were going to do it live at we Prosper. It. but it just, And I, you know what's funny is I brought all my podcast equipment and just so never and just never ended up using it. And I was like, oh well, well at least I had stuff there. At least I know I can travel with it, and, that, <laughs> and that's the. At least I know I'm capable of traveling. Did you have this current no, setup th- with you? No, so okay. this current setup, people can't see this live right now. But uh, when when it comes to this setup, I bought this all within last week. I bought this all within the last week. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so it's a little loud. Where did you here. buy it? On Amazon. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, go 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 figure. I'm gonna. So you and I were talking about events like this and people going to them and like how effective are they? And I think it probably depends upon who you are and what your goal is. If you set no goal going into any one of these shows, I think you're likely to be disappointed. My goal as an agency owner is to uh, connect with people, maybe not even necessarily sellers, but to connect with. Uh, people who I can form partnerships with and someone like yourself or find a, a service like it at um, a Prosper. I met a company called Z. Right. I hung out with some of those people. I think they're Importer here exhibiting Export. today yep, too. They are here. But uh, that was a, a game-changing solution for us. And so we've yet to integrate it, but it's going to be a game-changer for us when it c- comes to getting our clients cross-border. We set up their uh, payment accounts with Ping Pong. Uh get them through we can we can find um account managers at amazon on the other side through some of the new seller success team people that we're working with and boom we're up, we're up and running so it's about meeting like partnerships like that i'd say also reconnecting with like someone like yourself uh i've seen you now twice a couple, a t- a couple times in, in the past now. two or three months yeah and i've known you for probably a, a year or two a year and a half yeah almost so uh so i mean it, it, building those relationships for me Having a booth for me as a, as a smaller boutique agency doesn't really make sense. I just want to go and talk with people. I want to connect. Uh, that's where it's at for me. But for a service provider such as yourself, and you've got people saying, hey, have you heard of Ping Pong? Yeah. So what was the goal? It's like, what was your main ask, 
I guess, at the show? Is it, like you said, those partnerships? For us, it's obviously meeting sellers in this community and for everyone who's tuning in live. Yeah. People who are, you know, uh, I, I think the statistic is number one zip code for Amazon sellers per capita. Yeah, Brooklyn has, like a, has Brooklyn a very has high and we're percentage of, of, uh, of top 10% or top 1% sellers. It's very high. So sellers who are doing international business there uh, in multiple marketplaces, do you, do you feel like it's easy to meet with sellers or is it more like a the service base, go find people to support your own business? Say that again. So for the people, are you connected with lots of sellers or more service providers? What's kind of the, do you prefer as an agency, I guess? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think for a, for a conference like this, it's very dominated towards sellers, uh, which is good. So sellers get a lot of great information about how to run their business. Uh, I think service providers such as yourself have an opportunity to, you know, spread the love in terms of the brand and and, and get more usage out of uh, your your solution. I think it's also a great place for any kind of VC companies, uh, aggregators, whatever you want to call them, looking for sellers who are interested in selling and kind of getting that process rolling, getting the ball rolling on that. I think it's a great opportunity there. And for me, so when you look at Amazon, there's this circle right and it's all the goods that are on amazon and then on that there's this bubble and on that bubble are all the brands that supply product into amazon yep and then service providers are a bubble on both bubbles <laughs> so they're they're helping bridge the gap between the brands that are selling products the sellers that are selling products and amazon and so we're kind of like a leech on two different sectors i guess if you want to look at it that way a leech in a positive way and that we're leeching success I don't think anybody says that, but let's start the trend. Let's start the trend with but that. But it's an opportunity for me to make partnerships and find people who maybe they need help or maybe they, they don't have a fix uh, for a certain area. One of the best ways that we've grown, our Cartology's grown our agency is by saying, hey, you don't do this well, well, we can help. Oh, and you do this thing really well, we can utilize that uh, for, for ourselves as well. So like a great example would be like a reimbursement, software reimbursement company. Right. We don't. We offer that as a part of our services, but what we offer is a connection to our partner, which is Refund Sniper. So we bring them in. They do all the heavy lifting, and then take their percentage, uh, you know, of the of the money that they collect. But it's a it's a service that our brand would otherwise not know of if they didn't work with us. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think for uh, for me, it's about building partnerships, and maybe we find some sellers that we end up working with. But most of the time, it's about partnerships and about being the being the face of my brand. I mean, that's something that several years ago on LinkedIn, when it, where, when I was putting out content, and I realized, man, all these people are doing video. I'm like, I, I you know, I, I'm good working a room, I'm good working a crowd, but being the face of my own brand and being on video, I wasn't super it's a whole comfortable different level. with that. Yeah, it, it's a whole different level. It really is. And so I just stepped out and said, I'm going to do it. And guess what? First six months or so just sucks. And go back and look at old videos of me from. 2019, um, they were they were terrible, but I got better. Uh, and fortunately, the site was still evolving, so well, I had an opportunity to evolve with it. And the content got better. And I've had people now say, "Man, you look so natural when you're on camera when you're talking." I said, "Yeah, that's just it's a muscle. It's years of of looking into a camera and saying I can create excitement and enthusiasm. I don't need another person." on the other end to do that. What's well, a muscle that 
when I look back at my first episodes, it's cringeworthy in terms of uh, but like everybody starts. But everyone starts that way. I like mean, any maybe not e- here. maybe not everybody. Maybe some people start off with a, a they might have a little bit more aptitude towards being good at being on camera. Um, but you know how many how many people here have taken acting classes or have taken voiceover classes? You know what I mean? Not voiceover lessons. There's but not definitely. many people that have done that, so it really just requires experience. I would also say this though, finding mentors or people who put out good content and say, what do you think about this? And removing your pride and being okay with what they say. Hey, you know what? You're really dry. You need to loosen it up a little bit because that's how your personality is. Or, hey, you're being a little bit too goofy and you're really more of a serious person when it comes to your brand. It's all about brand. So like, what is your brand? My brand is uh, is knowledgeable. Uh, my brand is a little bit quirky. Uh, I like to have fun, uh, but I take the work. Uh, I love the work and, and I enjoy doing it and I want to do it well. So I want to get results. So it's all about what your brand is supposed to present. So get people to give you feedback on that. And you're likely to get some negative feedback, but utilize it. Do you feel like a lot of people uh, in terms of when they're working with a person like yourself, who is very much the face of the brand, do they do they look at you as a person and the job that you're going to do based upon your characteristics and personality? Do you, do you feel like, does someone say, like, you're a guy who doesn't take it too seriously, or you're a guy who is, uh, I don't know, doesn't get my point of view, and then I won't work with you because of it, even though you can take my business to the next level. Does that come across? So I think, uh, if I'm paraphrasing well, you're saying, do people think, you know, your personality is kind of how... Do they reflect? Yeah, does that reflect your business? So I have been very intentional about making sure that who I am as a person and as the agency owner is is different than the actual brand itself. And the brand cartology has to stand on its own. So I am, you know, the lead magnet, I guess you could say. At times, I need to come up with, with other ones, uh, you know, for creating an email list and, and things like that. The practitioner who doesn't have everything does all together, that, go yeah. figure. But <laughs> That's a I, I have done a been very i'd say i've been very intentional about showcasing like we know our stuff if you look at the literature that we put out or our brand deck or any proposals the facts are there my job is to get people on the phone and just be authentic with them so if they say hey this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about he's a decent human to interact with i don't have a problem Uh, i don't feel like i'm gonna have a problem getting along with him that's my goal and part of what i've had to be better at is in discovery calls determine is this person going to be a good fit for who I am and how we work? Because maybe all they're saying is, man, we want to, we want hundred percent growth month over month, every month, grow, 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 grow. We're not your company. And it's not because we can't get you that growth. It's that more than likely one, you can't handle that growth because you don't have the capital or you don't have the capability to, um, to put up inventory, to put up capital for inventory uh, or advertising costs or whatever the case might be. I might've repeated myself. It's quite loud in here, but but that's why we're playing around. If everyone what, keeps, <laughs> me, I'm pressing buttons and Michael can't hear like, me, but I can hear everything. I like going pressing. On. I like pressing buttons. That's fun as well. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look like I'm just holding a random microphone, like right here, but and the, make sure that I'm talking to you. <laughs> but the 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 growth only mindset is is focused on how nothing will ever be enough. In in my opinion, so if it's just growth, growth, growth. 
you have to be profitable at some point. And people don't like to slow down growth for profitability. Your profitability is what actually pays your bills. So that's why I say we help brands to grow and become profitable on Amazon. That's one of the main goals. Now, we often tell people three first three to six months don't expect to be profitable. That scares them away. Is that starting or is that building up over time? Um, if you're if you're brand new to the marketplace, uh, yeah, I'd say three to six months. Um, is that mixed for you a lot more like? Hey, we've been around a little while. We just need to take it to the next level. I've never it, asked you that. You're saying if like if someone's been on the marketplace yeah, for a while, been, they've been they've been selling for a year, a year and a half, or something like that. So I would just, say it just depends upon how deep they want to go. If they're like, yeah, we want to do kind of an initial 90, 120 day boost, we might invest a ton in advertising, knowing that, and there's going to be an increased need for inventory, and we're going to know that um, it's going to have to be funded, uh, or maybe it's break even. Because there's enough, there's cash in the business already, but it's not going to be high profitability uh, because there's going to be a lot that's going to be invested in advertising that's going to need to come back for inventory as well. So we'll tell them, you know, hey, it's going to be a significant investment. And we've put together some rough models of here's how much it's going to cost you to get to break even. Yeah. So not to actually earn that profitability back that you've quote unquote lost, but here's where it's going to take you to get to break even. And it's a crude model, but it, it gets people an understanding of, okay, it's going to take four months. It's going to take six months. Because a lot of people, it's very, very rare that brands that we talk with when we consult with them or we have a discovery call, it's very rare that they are profitable or are very profitable. They're oftentimes not profitable. And they're like, when are we going to get past this? What's the first place you look that people, that you can almost more often than not fix them right away? Is that a... Is that an easy place you look or is there like a starting place that you look right away? You know, I, I, I tend to go towards advertising and say, what are you doing in advertising? Is it effective? Uh, we've gone into some brands that, uh, you know, we've, we've unfortunate for these clients, but fortunately for us, they've been unhappy with their previous service provider. And so they've said, you know, hey, we, we're looking for someone else. And we go in and audit the account and see that they've been spending a ton of money on ads, but they aren't getting a good return. So uh, that's one place where I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you're dumping. I mean, I've seen people dump $200,000 a month and get a 0.3 return. So that's pretty terrible. And it's, it's not, that's an extreme. You know, a lot of people are maybe spending uh, three grand and, you know, they've got a 0.75 return or 0.5 return. Yeah. Um, but that can be fixed. And I, honestly, I think the other thing is that it's becoming increasingly more important and they kind of go, they really do go hand in hand is, is the, um, the content and more importantly, the media assets. Everyone's shopping on mobile. And by everyone, I mean 70% of people. Uh, and now with new search query performance, some people are saying 80, 90%. And the rest of it's desktop, but that desktop traffic also accounts for bots that are crawling the page like... Uh, keyword research software that's looking for information, uh, right. software that tracks um, third-party you know, other data, things, things like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so majority of people are shopping mobile. What they're seeing right away is media assets. If your media assets suck, I don't care how great your advertising is, it's always going to be poor. So, what about this? Do you do you get the sense of like where the industry goes on an event like this? Of hey, maybe that's a good idea. Like I didn't think that was a gap in the market. This kind of like 
vendors that are lining in this hall, people are going to be more, hey, I, I, that's a good idea. I didn't realize that was a, a solution or I do have that problem. Do, do you get ideas of, I didn't even think about that market or that gap stop. Does that make sense of maybe we need to start exploring that option more? You know what? I, I've looked at, you know, I don't claim to know or, or have all the answers. Yeah. And my team is, is I tell clients that we take on our prospects, like we want to do referral quality work. So if we're, we want to do a great job so that when we hit these three targets that we've set out in front, I want to come back to you and say, hey, did we hit these targets? Yes. Great. Where are the three people that you're going to refer to us? And that's one of the ways we've been able to grow our business because we've been authentic and because we've been able to live up to what we said we would do. Now, there are times we haven't done that. And typically, it's because someone ran out of cash uh, or someone was very difficult to work with and they didn't listen to what we said. And we had to part ways because there was no way that the, the relationship was going to work. But I'm constantly learning from other service providers, hearing them say, hey, I did this thing. I was just in there listening to Danny McMillan and hearing him talk about... I said his name, right? Yep, 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 yep. Um, Danny was talking, talking about, about his A9 algorithm. Yep. Yeah, talking about the algorithm. And I love that he debunked the I said A10. His. I said his A9 algorithm. But it's, whatever. Uh, it's not his. Uh, Amazon's A9 it's algorithm. It's proprietary, but right. the, the, the quote-unquote A10 algorithm that people talk about, um, that's not real. Uh, but I learned a couple things when I was in there. And I thought, okay, I need to do a little bit more digging on right. the algorithm and find some of the science so that we can speak intelligently to our prospects. So I think what you were saying is when we look at new prospects and say, oh, I never thought about doing something this way. There's something that we think about all the time. Yeah. And oft sometimes it's just connecting with a new software provider and they're saying, oh, well, we can connect you with influencers or we can uh, get you access to tracking post data, Amazon yeah. post data, whatever the case might be. Then I say, oh, well, now that we know that that's possible, Here's what we should do. Great. And we can have a different plan of attack. That's awesome. I love that. Well, Michael, thank you so much for just sitting down a little bit with us. I know you're going to walk the floor. Um, it's been a pleasure to yeah. sit in front of you. And sit in front of me in person and do this. This is difficult in person now. Uh, typically, I'm through a screen. I'm just staring at a screen and listening intently. But man, there's so much traffic around us. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic. Going. And uh, for people who are tuning in and live. And there was a plate that dropped or someone dropped yeah, something. Uh, I almost want to yell Opa right here live on, on air. but uh, <laughs> Close. Not, Greek not, wedding. Greek wedding. Not Greek, yeah. yeah. We're not, this Orthodox is a, Jew is, is or, the Orthodox community Jewish here. community here. Uh, not or, Hasidic, or Hasidic. Or Hasidic Jewish community. So it's a little bit. But uh, Opa, if you yelled Opa, I would I would yell it with you. That'd be funny. <laughs> the, <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a celebration for sure. So, hey, thank you so much for hopping on Crossover Commerce. And everyone, we'll, we'll bring you as much content as we can today as more people sit down here on Crossover Commerce. Uh, other than then, uh, take care. We'll take you guys later.